Hi, I'm Christian. And I'm Angela. And we are married and bored. Hey, everybody. Welcome again to the Married and Bored podcast episode. Yes. 52. 52. We are just trucking right along, aren't we? That's right. <laughs> we hope everyone is having a great, well, it's the weekend at the time For of this us, recording. Yes. It's uh, the start of your week at the time of this release. Yeah. So we hope you're starting out well. Did you have a good weekend playing games? Yes. Did you play some new games? Ooh. Did we play some new games? I think so. Yes, we did. Let's talk about it. You want to start with what's up, Christian? <laughs> um, Sure. Are you saying, like, you're going to ask me? Yeah, what's or up? Or I'm going to ask you? No, I'm going to ask you. Well, I think, I think I'm think i still, you know what? I'm still riding this Gen Con high. How many weeks are you allowed to ride the high? I think until next year, honestly. Um, <laughs> but I think it's because people come up and ask me, like, hey, how was your trip? Yeah. People I haven't seen since I've been back. And so I get to like talk about it again and again and again. And it's just it's just fun. Reliving it again <laughs> and again and again. Yeah. Yeah. So like I just start thinking about like, oh, that was so much fun. That was fun. What would I do different mm-hmm. next year and stuff like that? So yeah. Um, yeah. I just I guess what we should talk about is or what I was going to mention, there are still some games that I that I purchased there that we haven't played yet. True. Um, I got 11. <laughs> <laughs> now, we don't play nearly as many as we used to throughout the week, but right. we do our fair share, right? Yeah. Uh, but 11 is kind of hard to get through. Well, now we play more on the weekend than we yes. used to because... Now, just with the ages of our kids and our family and yeah, school schedules and soccer and basketball and yes, whatever. It just works better to play like a big, like two or three games on a weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And our son randomly decided to join chess club. Oh yes, in first that grade. is a game. He so won- he came home and told you, "I want to join chess club," didn't he? Yeah. I thought that was just so out of out of left field, but hey. I'm all for it. It's like the genius's board game. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I've watched The Queen's Gambit. Not that he's a genius. And so I know everything. So you have to do drugs, and then you'll be amazing at chess. <laughs> That's a bad life lesson. <laughs> Anyways, um, that was just a tangent there. But yeah, so some games that we haven't played yet, I mm-hmm. thought we would just run through real fast. Okay. And maybe say what we're looking forward to about those games. Sounds good. Literally today, we played the expansion for Everdell. Spirecrest. Yes. Do you want to just say anything about that? Yeah. Some hot takes? Yeah, it's, um, I would say it's no longer a chicken sausage game for me, <laughs> which... Um, for our longtime listeners, explain that, it. That's a real longtime listener. Yeah, that's like episode three. So if you understood that, I'm going to just give yeah, you a welcome. round of applause. You know what? If you understood what we mean, send us a message, and you know what we'll do? We will send you a Drax Marvel Champions pack. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if you know what chicken apple sausage game means. Uh, so, um, I probably shouldn't explain it then. Yeah, so gonna... never mind. If you know what it is, message us. Yes. Hello at Married and Board with the uh, subject chicken apple sausage. Chicken apple sausage. <laughs> yeah. And then if someone gets it right, we'll send you that. Or the first person to get There's millions of you. So millions. the first person to get it right will get the Drax pack. <gasps> yes. Okay. So it it adds complexity to the base game, and you really like that, and I do too. That it has like big animal meeples. Um, yeah. Yeah. It makes Everdell just better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. mean, Everdell was is is okay, and now with this expansion, I mean, one play, which I lost by four. Yeah, we had so much, I had so much trouble remembering to add up all, all my points. points. Yeah. You're like, oh, I lost by two. And then you're like, wait, I found six more. <laughs> so uh, that's that's a little math flub on my part. Mm-hmm. but Which is great from a math teacher, from a <laughs> math teacher. Um, I don't know if I told the story on here, but when I went to their booth at Gen Con to buy it, I said... It was between that and Belfair. I was like, which one do you like better? 
Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, Belfair. And I was like, okay, I'll take it. I'll take Spirecrest or whatever. <laughs> it wasn't quite that. I mean, he explained He them. explained it. And once he said big meeples that the other meeples can ride, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm getting this. <laughs> it just seemed cooler. Yeah. But he recommended Belfair and you were like, oh. Um, it just didn't look as exciting. The other one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but now after reading it, it's like, oh, I see why that one's good. That's funny. But yeah, so that was great. Changes Everdell. Mm-hmm. Now we're like, oh, we should look at the other expansions too. There's a new expansion coming in 2023, which I just realized. So That's right. Yeah, Everdell. It just keeps on getting better. I think it's one of our first episodes we did, like six or seven. Yeah. Um, and we were just kind of meh on it. So maybe we need to do an Everdell update. Maybe. After another expansion or two. We've done Root again. Yeah. So maybe it's time. Yep. Also, it's on our 10 by 10 challenge, which is just trying to play 10 different games 10 times each. That's true. So that's nice. that yeah. we... And we're also, oh, we should actually move our Everdell up. That's right. We should move Everdell <laughs> up. We're kind of failing pretty miserably. The 10 by 10 is, it, at the beginning of the year, seems like such a great idea. And then in practice, it's kind of hard. We're not failing no we're not failing we're we're like a we're a c we're at a c we're at a c yeah or c minus probably well, there's room for improvement because we're over halfway saying. through the year mm-hmm. and we're nowhere near halfway on all the games correct so well okay i'm just saying it's <laughs> i don't think we've ever done it no it's because we get too distracted like we're like squirrel new game new that's game, true that's new my game, fault i apologize new game. um <laughs> Yeah, so, sorry. Um, back to the Gen Con question. Um, Radlands, we haven't played that. We have not. I thought about teaching my son it the other day, because mm-hmm. he was like, let's play a game, Dad, let's play a game. And then I got it out, and I set it up, and I was like, yeah, I don't remember anything. <laughs> and it was, so it might be a little too complex for him. Um, Brass Birmingham. Okay, Angela. we need to play this. <laughs> Chomping at the bit to Brass Birmingham. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, the time, I think there's been a time or two you've asked in the past two weeks, do you want to play it? And I just didn't want to learn a new one. It's a little intimidating. I just wanted to play something we already knew how to play. Yeah, it, it looks rich. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Just it, probably not at like 930 at night. Yeah, and also visually, I think it looks kind of boring. Well, because it's just like oh pipes, isn't it just in- <laughs> and trains, and industrial boats. age? Yeah, it's just it's like would I rather do that or like be a pirate in Ahoy? Well, I would rather worker placement. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, and then the other one that I just remembered was the expansion for Lost Ruins of Arnok. We haven't yes, tried that either. We have not done that either. So I think that's three out of eleven. That's not bad. No, we've, we've done. Been- We've done really well. Yes. Did I miss any? Through. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. We had a lot. I bought, I per- well, we haven't done the parks expansion. That's true. Oh, That's yeah, one. yeah. So there's those expansions that we haven't done. And then the true games, Radlands and Brass. But um, yeah, we've been kind of just slowly enjoying the experience of opening a mall and, and playing them and not rushing through just mm-hmm. to play them all. Right. So, yeah. I mean, other than that, there's not much, you know, going on. In terms of things I've seen online are interesting because it just happened. And so everyone's big announcements were like, yay, this is happening. And now we're kind of coasting into the holidays and there'll be some more stuff coming. So, And I know you just went to Gen Con, but in my week this week, I've probably thought of in my mental list, like three or four games. Really? That... I'm very interested in owning. See, this is interesting because usually I am the one to suggest games. I know. And I'm like, oh, have you heard about this? Have you heard about this? Mm -hmm. And you're like, nope. (laughs) Um, You sound just like that, too. I do. Yeah. (laughs) So I am curious on what these are because from what I've seen and what I've in doing my daily checking forms, BGG, Reddit, whatever, Uh there's nothing out there that I'm like, ooh, Right. Let's check this out. So well, what, and even if they're old, I'm just curious on what, um, what has your, what has your eye? Um, Viticulture World. Okay. Another expansion. Yeah. Because it's, co- it makes the game cooperative. Okay. I could get behind that. And you get little um, bit hats for your meeples. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do get little hats. Um, 
a Wonderland's War. Oh, yeah. That was that was popular for a hot second. Well, it's still popular. No, I know. I but it, like at the beginning of the summer, I think everyone was like, yes, Wonderland's War. And I don't I don't remember seeing it at Gen Con either. So that was interesting. Um, and then this one I saw at Target. It's I think it's oh, I was going to say Ravensburger, but maybe not planted. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's Ravens, Ravens or not. Yeah. Um, it just looks aesthetically pleasing. And so I, I guess what I'm saying with all these games is I would just like someone to tell me. <laughs> is what, it worth it? Yes. Is it worth it? And maybe for like their opinion would be different than ours. But yeah, those are some that popped right into my head when okay. you mentioned uh games that I <laughs> wish we had <laughs> even though we you just did Gen Con. Yeah, no for sure. And I one thing I've been thinking about Gen Con too and um I'll throw this out to you as well. If if we're able to go next year both of us. Okay. I'm really good at following the own rules and expectations that I set up for myself. Yeah, you are super good at that. Yes. <laughs> so my <laughs> thought is and I want to say, do you think it's possible? And I know you're just going to say no. (laughs) Because of you. (laughs) Because of me. But it was just so much fun to be able to go there and like buy all the games. Uh Uh-huh. Would it be possible to like just use Gen Con as the one time you purchase games all year? Yeah, it's possible. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Like would that be, how, would that be fun? Well, yeah, it but would then, be. It would be fun when you're there. It would be. It's such a practice and delayed gratification. Like though. it would be excruciating trying to get to August. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Especially if something releases like fourth quarter, uh, oh, you're gonna be like, wait, You're gonna yeah. be waiting nine to ten months, and then no one cares about it anymore. Right. Yeah. And it's not like, if it's a good game, it'll still be a good game in nine to ten months. That's true. So it's not like you need to have it when it's the hotness or whatever. That's true. That's just hard. That's just the culture of... Board games. Board games. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know if that's a challenge that we should try, but... You're going to need to search your own soul. I would fail really bad at that. (laughs) Especially for my 2022 New Year's resolution. Yeah, um, that that didn't happen. No. Oh, That's well. okay. Um, I do want to um, do a new segment right a n- now. A new segment? Yeah, it's just for you. Okay. And it's just called, Hey Ange, what you're reading? Oh. And you can just tell us what book you're reading right now because you read so many books. Wow, Okay. Yeah, remember when I told how many books I read per year and you <laughs> and you made me feel bad like I what was did I do to showing like, nerd. No, like showing off to everyone. <laughs> she read like 109 books last year. Yes. Right now I'm at 74. And so you're on pace. Yes. For 100%. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's I just want to know what books you're reading. Okay, so usually I'm reading more than one at a time. Yeah, give me give me the audio and the physical. Um, Sparks like stars is the audio. Sounds like a song. (laughs) And it is about the coup in Afghanistan in 1978. Oh wow! So it's historical fiction though, so it's not nonfiction. All right. And the one that I am reading is Apples Never Fall, and that is purely fiction. Which takes place before Isaac Newton discovered gravity. Yeah, it's an Isaac Newton book. Because they, they, yeah. apples never fell until he realized gravity, yes, right? Yes, when gravity started. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so funny. Uh, you, the, what a great segment. Hey, it's pe- the people want to know. The people want and to know. And I just know. thought it'd be good for you to, to let them know. Okay. But um, but we're here to talk about board games, of course. Um, we are talking about a fun game called Veiled Fate. Yes, stick around. Yep, we've had a lot of fun with this one. We're excited to talk about it. This episode is sponsored by Show It. Are you stuck in a boring website template? 
Maybe you don't even know where to start. Experience the true creative freedom with the drag and drop simplicity of a show at website. Our website, marriedandboard.com, is a show at website and we love how simple it is to create. Get started for free at showit.co. You won't be disappointed. Okay, we're back. And we are talking about veiled fate. Not veiled fates, veiled fate. Just one. Just the one fate. That's right. Um, I'll give a quick description. Let's do it. And then we'll uh, discuss it. Yeah. So veiled fate, it is a game for two to eight players. Yeah. You can go big. Mm Mm-hmm. Or you can go home. Well, for us, we play the game at home. So we go big (laughs) and go home. Um, And then everyone is going to support secretly one of the nine demigods um, and then try to get that demigod to win the most favor points throughout the game. It's like part strategy, social deduction. It's going to challenge you to bluff and make plans so people don't know who you're supporting. And if they do, they might purposely attack you and try to make you lose so you try to keep it hidden yeah it's a really interesting game mm-hmm. uh, we heard about it through some instagram posts and friends yeah um and then we decided to check it out because it sounded a lot like a little bit of what was happening in our group with unfathomable right and there's that secret like who's the hybrid well this one is like nobody really knows well Who anyone you is. don't know that in unfathomable either but it's just kind of like along those same lines of there's a secret everybody has and you try to like suss out who's who. Yes. It's very, very interesting. And as this game gets up into the higher numbers, you do play teams. And that, yeah, that's an interesting twist as well. Um, but we've never played teams. We've played two player and five we've player. We've two, four, and five. Two, four, and five. That's yep. right. So we've never had to play teams, um, but unfathomable, you... There is a team. Everyone's so. this. It's co-op, kind of not. But yeah. Minus one. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. But yeah, Veiled, it's a newer game. It came out last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, from Ivy's. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> Ivy Studios. Yep. Or Ivy Games. Um, and they've done Moonrakers, mm-hmm. which is a fun game too. Mm-hmm. And they've also done the new one, Mystic Mischief. So yeah. we've had Mythic. a little... Mythic mischief. Mythic mischief. Yeah, there's a lot of M words, <laughs> and they're all like the same like style of words. Yeah. Mystic, mythic, mischief. Yes. I don't. I always mix them up. But check them out if you're interested, especially after listening to this, and you're interested maybe in more of what they do. Mm-hmm. So getting started with Veiled Fate Inch, um, do you think this this is an easy one to set up? Right. Like there's not yeah. much going on. No, there's cards. It does have mini cards, but yeah. I feel like you're getting over that. <laughs> You kind of have to. Everyone, I feel like every game has mini cards. I know. It's just the thing to do. Yes. So there is that. Christian hasn't complained about it once. So that's Not in good. this game. That's yeah. true. Um, there's not, it's not a terribly big play area. Everybody has one circular board that they work off of. There's no individual player boards. Um, nope. And there's, yeah, there's really. Yeah. There's no, there's no like individual player setup because everybody is in charge of moving anyone. Mm-hmm. There's no like you're secretly Delta Color, and right. so like I'm green, but I don't want everyone else to know I'm green. Yeah, and so you don't have to worry about like okay, do I have the stuff set up in front of me correctly? It's just what do I want to do to make sure green wins, <laughs> yeah. but not let everyone know that I want green to win. Right. Yeah, so I think it's a really easy setup teardown. I feel like things go back in the box well. Um, although you did put it away upside down, which I has, put it I put it in the cover. Has anyone ever worst. done that? That's the worst. You put it away and then you realize, great, it's in the cover. Yeah. Yeah. But what they do really well with this game is that it does come with game trays. With a yes, Z. Um, and so everything has its place, which is awesome. And it even has expansion spaces for like if you get the deluxe copy mm-hmm. and additions where like you can get metal meeples. 
Yeah. You can get a, some, a bunch of other like upgrades for this game, which makes it pretty cool. We don't have that. I think we just have the deluxe or the middle. Ver- I don't know. We have miniatures instead of cardboard cutouts. But, but not- I have the cupboard cutouts. Okay. Uh, but we don't have the metal ones. Right. We don't have metal yeah. miniatures. Yeah. One thing I do like about setting up this game is building the round board. Yeah, it's like it's a puzzle. A, it is a big puzzle. Uh-huh. And it just kind of, it's kind of cool how it all goes together. I don't know of very many other games that have round boards. Yeah, that's true. It's like, I think War of Whispers might. Yep. And then if you have a play mat for like Marvel United, yes, that's true. round too. But I don't know of any others that are like a perfect circle. Mm-hmm. So that's just, it's unique. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I th- So going into like the accessibility for like new players, I think it's pretty accessible because the mechanics are fairly simple. There are special, what they call like God. God powers. A- yeah, yeah, or actions. But basically you're just taking two actions every turn and, or passing mm-hmm. or resting, which is just like, the ultimate pass. <laughs> it's like, I'm done. <laughs> yes. Um, and then I just feel like everyone understands the concept of bluffing. You know, everyone's familiar with mafia or... Yeah, werewolf. Yeah, or yeah. some something in their past where they've, like, had to keep a secret. <laughs> so secret Secrets are no fun. So the mechanics, I feel like, are really accessible to... Anyone who is interested in playing it. Yeah, I think at, at first, like, you're assigning... Like, what you're trying to do is get points for these demigods. And what you do is you commit them to doing quests. And so, at first, it's a little confusing, like, what that means. In even, the icon, the iconography. Yeah, even when you have the cards laid out. It's like, well, so what can I do? It's like, well, you just put one in an empty space. Yep. And then there's, you know, there's rules depending on who can fill that space at times Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of like little other subtle rules that pop up from time to time but yeah like you said it's not it's not terribly confusing yes i think the most confusing part is pass versus rest yeah and what's the difference because i'm not sure i even know because i never do either of them so and that's probably why i lose (laughs) on your turn you can, you have two actions, like we mentioned. You can pass your second action if you have committed or received a card in your first action. Okay. And then you're still in the round. So as long as you do something with a character or get a card. Well, because you can move oh, a character to, without getting a card. That's true. You have to do, it's card based. So yeah. if you did something with a card. So it's a forced rest, which means you can't play anymore that age, that yep. round, if you want to call it that. Um, if you do two passes, if you have no more miniature cards left, which is your hand, mm-hmm. um, and that, and that's it. Okay. Yeah, that, that, I think that was kind of... Or you don't, sorry, or you don't give or receive a card. And then you're out until the end of the age. The end of the age. Yep. And that, that's one thing that this game does have going for it, is it, it ends fairly quickly. It's, yeah. It's not, um, it's not a long slog. It's not unfathomable. No. Unfathomable is a long game. Yeah, I think it's... Um, deceiving like the box and even the artwork just makes me think it's going to be a long game. Yeah, because it kind of looks nerdy. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, gods and bows and arrows and I thought it was going to be like in for the long haul. Yeah. But it's very, it's very, what do you think? Easy to do in an hour and 20 minutes? Mm Mm-hmm. Top with five people? That's not bad. Yeah. And And we we were taught. And and we we were chatty too. And we taught two of the five people. So I think it's, easy to it fits a nice little time slot it's not a filler game by any means but it is not no but if you had like a good chunk of time mm -hmm. like we did the other night like you could start with that game like if if we started earlier like say we started early evening you could start with that game and then move into some beefier games to end the night and have a really good time yes um i think one thing we should explain too as we're learning it like what the what the mini cards actually do. 
Mm-hmm. Do you want to explain that a little bit? Like, there's yeah. just, it's really simple. There's two different types. Yep. And then, there's just two different colors, and they also have icons on them, you know. So the dark color, I, I everyone's called it black. And it's like bluish. I feel right? like it looks a little dark green, yeah. but whatever. The dark, <laughs> The dark color has scorpions on it. The white or light color has feathers on it. And different things happen on the quest depending on which of those two icons, which of those two icons gets the most votes. Mm -hmm. But the voting is secret. Yes. So you don't really know who's voting what. Also, some random cards will get added in from the deck that no one put in. Yep. So... That's the part that's very much like unfathomable. Yeah, it's just like when you commit to those mythic mythos phases mm-hmm. in unfathomable or whatever they're called in Battlestar, like you're adding two to the deck for chaos, mm-hmm. and then you you try to suss out who put who put what. Yeah, and I've said that twice tonight. Suss out. I'm, yeah. I swear I'm not playing Among Us right now. Yeah, are you? Uh, <laughs> what's going on? It's. A, I guess it's a new word. It's a new phrase. It's a new phrase. But anyways. It's kind of, it's, they make the game run, these cards, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, the other mechanic that is kind of confusing is the ages. There's, like, an end of age thing where you need your cards for if you want to vote on that outcome. Mm-hmm. And, like, telling people, like, no, you might want to save them or commit it. Like, yes, that took a little bit. So right. that's kind of, like, it's not it's not terribly difficult, but, like, maybe the first age everyone's, like, wait what and then by age two and three they're like got it got it yes i i yeah i feel the same way um the world that it lives in so we'd already mentioned there's demigods so this is like i don't it's not ancient greece no they're not like they're all made up they're made up yeah so we're just like living in kind of that mythical world you know what it reminds me of is it reminds me of uh, the Sirens from Hercules, the Disney movie. Oh, okay. I feel like everyone kind of has that vibe. Like, not the actual Disney movie Hercules, but, like, at the beginning, when they're, like, drawn out, like, the hieroglyph style. Yes. That's what I feel like all these gods kind of look like. Okay. Some sort of, I don't I don't know, just version of that. Yeah. Yeah. It looks heavy, looks dark. Mm-hmm. I love... I love the, I love the world that it lives in. I like, yeah, you uh, like myth, myths. mythology. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ankh. We're looking at that right now. You love, yeah. like that stuff's awesome. And I like that they made it, the style that they did. Um, that's not like cartoony. No, but it is stylized. Uh, like some of them have like big heads. Like the beefy. Everyone has like a. a What's the word? Like the the bull and the panther. Yes. Everyone has an an animal that... Represents them. Mm -hmm. And there's like three in each. And so like the bull guys, they're supposed to be strong and fighty. And so Mm -hmm. they're like big, chunky miniatures. Yeah. And the owls are like maybe bow and arrow skinny people. And yes, they kind of fit into those stereotypes. I don't know if that's the right word, but... And all the god actions, you know, you can smite someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and when you gain points, it's not called that. It's called gaining renown. Renown. Yes. So I, yeah, I like the the world that it lives in. I would say it does it medium well. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's not super engaging in the world, but it's not lacking a lot either. It's the board looks cool. There's an abyss when you spite smite someone. You go smote, <laughs> smote, smitten. smite. Smitten. Smitten means something Smitten else. mittens? Yep. Yeah. Um, when you smite someone, you they go into the abyss. To hell. Yes, to hell. Hades, sorry. Yes. So that's, I just like that imagery. The All the components are really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd say it's about a medium for yeah. living in that. I think it's great. I think it does, I think it could work with other themes if they wanted it to. Mm-hmm. But... The way they worked it out, I think it's great. You know, you can get behind these gods, these demigods, and, like, feel like you're wanting them to to succeed. Because you do. Yeah. And that's the point of the game. <laughs> so, is it fun, Christian? Um, 
I think it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a good time playing this game. Me too. Um, because of the group that we have, I think it just works really well because we have so much fun with Unfathomable. Yeah. This is like Unfathomable Light or Unfathomable Competitive. Mm, right? Yeah. Like, you don't, you want one person to, only one person's going to win. Yeah. It's not the boat sinks and everyone, lo- like, there's not as many mechanics. It's not no. like you're fighting. Oh, and then also you can search, and <laughs> yeah. then also you can do that. No, it's, it's, it's just... It's very straightforward, which is, I think, why I enjoy it. It's quick, like I said, probably an hour and 20 minutes mm-hmm. to get a, a complete game in. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's This last time we played, I had a, I personally had a really hard time figuring out who was who. Yes, agreed. But the, la- like... the time before, I had it down. Like, I knew... Maybe. I mean, like, I want to say that I did, <laughs> but I felt way more confident. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what color you were when we played last. So that's well, that's what's funny. I was going to, maybe we can talk about this later, but okay. it does have kind of like a game within a game type sure. thing. But I don't really care about who other people are. That's I just true. want my color uh, that's, yeah. to be the winner. That's true, and maybe we were getting stuck on that. And right. I was going to say you won. You won the four-player game. Yes, but, but the five-player game we played, it just came down to literally a coin flip. I was in. <laughs> I was in the winning section. I was winning. Green. Yes, was winning. You were, and but I, I, I was behind you yep. in the same section. Yep. So the renown is split into twelve sections, and. If you're within the same section, it matters what order you're in. So we were in the same renowned section, yep. but I was behind you. And then in the last age, the it, resolution. It came to a coin flip. Yep. Yeah. So dumb. I think that's why it's fun. Because yeah. like the very, literally the last thing of the game flipped a coin. Mm-hmm. Now for some people, that's terrible. Right. Like they just can't handle that. But for me who like dice and randomness a little bit sprinkled into every game. I think that just adds to the to the funness. Is that a word? The fun? Just the fun. Just the fun. But I want to like stress for people out there. It's not super random. It's not like someone no, no, that no, was no. in last place suddenly won. No, I just sprinkle a little randomness. Yeah. Because just like a that bit. the red player wouldn't have won. No, but I, they were f- had not I, far behind. No, had I not flipped what I flipped. Yes. I yeah, I think it's fun. I do think it's um it works at two player. Like some games say two player and it doesn't really work. But I do like it better at four and five. Oh yeah, with two it's I don't know. I think you can kind of figure out pretty easily who the other person is. Because eventually <laughs> on the quest, it's like yellow and green are going on like every quest. <laughs> So maybe you're supporting yellow or green. green. Oh, I know yeah. I'm yellow. So that must mean you're green. Like <laughs> when we played it two player, it works. It's just not as engaging. Maybe. Yeah. Or maybe when you play it as two player, you're so worried about telling the other person. Like I find it not fun when you have to like bluff and get other people points. Okay. Like, I understand that's the game. Like, I I struggle with figuring out how to do that. Yeah. And that's the part that I, that contributes to the fun for me is the challenge of the strategy. Like, every time we've finished this game at two, four, and five players, I've been like, oh, next time I want to try to, like, do this. What's and, one thing that you would try? Um... I would try not to move the person I'm supporting in the first turn. Okay. I don't think I did. Like the first turn or the first age or what? Yeah. So, no, the first turn. So my first turn, I don't want to give away who I am. Yes. So I moved two different colors. And one was you and one was... One was me and one was either no one or... Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. But I realized that at the end of the game, someone had that color. So they could have thought in their brain, you know, like, well, she's obviously not purple because I'm purple. Mm. So she's black. Gotcha. So I think I would stay away from... That's a good idea. I'm going to steal it. 
Okay. All right. You can steal it. But I do like those games, like those type of games where you're trying to hide or bluff or even like um, hidden movement games. So, Which we need to do more of, by the mm-hmm. way. We have a few of those. And I, every time I look at them on the shelf or closet, another tangent, I'm like, <laughs> man, we need to play these more. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I'm, I'm nodding my head. No, I'm just saying like they're fun. It's just a, a unique game type that it is. we need to give more love to. So, replayability. Like, is it worth it for us to have this game? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I kind of, we kind of fell in love with the the games that these guys make. Yeah. Like the Ivy games. Um, we recent, like I, we mentioned Mythic Mischief. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it started out really interesting and like simple, but then as we were playing it, we're like, wow, there's a lot going on in this little game. Yeah. Same with, I think it's the same with all their games. Moonrakers. Moonrakers yeah. is a deck building game. And it's like, well, it seems simple, but wait, there's there's, there's more. more. Yeah. So with Veiled Fate is no different. Right. So like what I'm struggling with now is what we just kind of mentioned is the strategy of it all. Mm-hmm. Like how do I guarantee that my color makes it without, maybe it doesn't matter that people know who I am. Unla- maybe. But they might start moving my guy away from quests. And making it harder for me to get to where I want it to go. Yeah. So that's that's a downside I can see. But it, I guess if it's late enough in the game, it probably wouldn't matter. Right. But that's what I'm struggling with is the strategy and how to get get good. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, yeah. I think it has a place on our shelf. Our, certain people in our game group didn't love it. I wouldn't say they hated it. They just didn't love the... Because I would say it leans toward being an experience more than a gamer's game. Yeah, I think it's because of the unknown. If you if you know what I'm saying. There's like, too much unknown for some people. Yeah, so yeah. it's it does have that social deduction element. So it might not be a game for you. But yeah. I hope we get to play it again with... You know, more than two players. Yeah, five five was great. Um, I'm looking forward to doing that. I want to try the team variant uh, mm-hmm. when you play with six, seven, six, or eight. Yeah. Um, because with six or more, what happens is you randomize the colors, and then there are, you, you don't know who else has your color. Right. So you're like, I'm red. I know, I know someone else is red, but... Who I don't know who it is. Yeah. And then eventually maybe you figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then the, an interesting one is if you play with seven, because you can't make even teams with seven. Yeah. I don't know so, if you know that. Um, I think I did. Okay. Thank you. Um, what you do is you do three teams of two, and then you have a single team. And then if, th- I think it's either if that team wins or if that, at the end of the game, that person gets one extra point oh. just as a handicap. Okay. So wherever they are on the board, they just get to go up one. Interesting. Yeah. So that could... But that also, like, changes the dynamic, too, because you know that somebody else has your color, or maybe they don't. Like, maybe you're the single. Right. There's just another question out there. (laughs) Yeah. Which, for some, wouldn't be the greatest. Right. Um, I would say if you're mostly a solo game player, or if it's just you and a roommate, or just you and your partner, uh, this... Might not get played a lot. Yeah, it's not for you. There's no solo variant. Right. So that's out of the question. But if you have, if you're into social deduction games, I know a lot of people love, like, right now, Blood on the Clock Tower is, like, the hotness, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think it gets much better than that. I haven't played it, but just from what I've seen, that's, like, the epitome. And that's a huge experience. But then you have other ones that are, like, One Night Werewolf or Coup. Coup. Um, and Secret Hitler. Secret Hitler and stuff like that. But if you want more board game version of social deduction, mm-hmm. th- this kind of fills that ni- niche. Niche, niche, yes. Niche, meh. All right. That's wrapping up this main sec- section on Veiled Fate. Veiled Fate. And we'll come back and maybe dive a little deeper into one thing Gonna we go thought deeper. of. <laughs> All right, Veiled Fate. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. I think it's a great game. Like we said, if you have a group, 
that's consistent and likes these socially games. Mm-hmm. Socially. Socially. I think it's a word. Uh, it, it's it probably is. for you, but like, we don't play. I don't know. If, we don't play a lot of social deduction games. No, because it's just two players. But we have played a little bit. Yes. How do you How do you feel about them in general, Angelo? I love social deduction games. Yeah. I mean, I really like lying. Okay. <laughs> I think so. This I need is, to talk to you after. No. This. <laughs> so this is what's. And I like the strategy of trying to figure out things, um, both like how to play my role better and and also to figure out who other people are. Okay. Um, I guess I like lying well. And mm-hmm. I think maybe it's because I don't like lying as a practice in my everyday life. <laughs> as a real person. And so this is, you know, board games are a version of like escapism. Sure. And same with books. So yeah. like... Yeah, I, w- I like get to be someone else. Okay, I can see that. What about you? Um, I also am good at lying. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I didn't need to talk to you afterwards. <laughs> but that I think um, where I struggle is, okay, I've got the lying part down. Mm-hmm. Like, I am very, like, um, even in yes. a lot of, even in board games and a lot of things in my life. Doesn't it? Takes a lot to rile me up. Yes. Takes a lot to bring me down the other way. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I can just say something like, I'm not the werewolf. Right. With a straight face. Or it's like, yeah, I'm the werewolf. And they're like, is he, though? Yeah. Like, they just don't know. (laughs) And so I have that part down. What I struggle with is figuring the rest out. Okay. Because I'm so concerned about the lie or the truth that I forget that I also have to play the game. You know what I mean? Right, right. And what's interesting about Veiled Fate, as opposed to the other social deduction games we've played, because we've played, well, we've played the classic Mafia, right? Like, who hasn't played that? And then we've played uh, One Night Werewolf. Yep. Most of our experience is One Night Werewolf. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, and then we've had friends that have told us, you know, the similarities about Secret Hitler. and Chameleon. Oh, yeah, and then um, the ninja one. Night of the Ninja. Night of the Ninja, yes. And we've been following some people that play Blood on the Clock Tower. Yes. So what's interesting about Veiled Fate for me is, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the rest of these games we mentioned, you the point is to figure out who other people are. Yeah. But in Veiled Fate, you don't have to figure out who other people are. Yeah, that might... that. Kind of throws me out when you when you said that earlier in the recording episode here, I was like, "She's totally right. Like it right, doesn't yeah. matter." No, and that's because like you and your friend Nick, who is a part of our gaming group, you guys were playing the game within the game. Oh man, we were into it. We're and like, they, dude, he's pink, and we're like, I know, <laughs> I know he's pink, and then and that's part of the fun. Like I join in that as well. Like, oh, yep, I'm. Uh, that person's yellow, but you guys were like, okay, text me who you think everyone is, and I'll text you, and then we won't yeah, look at it. And we until, did that. Yeah, so you guys were like trying to figure everyone out, and I'm just like, who cares? I just, I'm just going to win. Yeah. And you almost did. So, dang it, you're smart. That's what's, but that's not usual for a social deduction. No, game. that's very true, because in other ones, you try to figure out who the bad guy is and kill it. Yeah. Because the whole point is to figure out who other people are. Mm. Whereas the point in this game is just to get renown. Yeah. Not to figure out who other people are. I remember playing One Night Werewolf with you a few times ago. um, And you got really frustrated afterwards. Mm, Yeah. Can you explain why? Like, I kind of remember, but also, like, what is it about the kind of games that you... These kind of games that could leave you frustrated at the end? Um, I think, well, that one, I know the specific reason I was frustrated, but there's, there's also like, if people aren't into it, yeah. if people aren't, you know, you, you've got to be in a mood or be the right type of person to play the game. So if you just in one night werewolf, for instance, if you're at the five minute discussion period and you're just like, I don't know, I don't know what to say. 
Okay, I don't well, understand what's going on. Like that's not fun. You okay. have to. You have to like play the game. Play the game, and you can <laughs> play it many different ways. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to be like the person that gets animated like I do. You you're more even keeled. Like, but the time that you're talking about, I think I got frustrated because someone said, "I am the werewolf," and they actually were. And so the reason why I was frustrated internally is I was thinking, what's the strategy behind revealing that you're the werewolf if you actually are? So I was trying to figure out what I was at first. It started as an honest question. Like, what was your strategy there? Like I was trying to figure out. Okay. And I think he took it as like kind of a hit. Like, like what was your strategy there? Why would you play like that? Yeah. And he was just like, I don't know. I'm trying to figure this out. Like, and so it started to get a little tense, but I was honestly just, just legit curi- curious, like legit curious. Like what am I missing where if I'm the werewolf, maybe I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Like what, what was your strategy? So I think it just came across the wrong way. Yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> some miscommunication. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have too much more to say about social deduction games. I, I want to play them more. Because back to Gen Con, they were everywhere. Oh, like, yeah. Pe- there was groups of people playing. I think they had werewolf groups or oh. something similar where every night there would just be round, like, chairs in a circle. And you, I don't know. I think you had to sign up or you could just go and join, whatever. I didn't do it because introvert. But, <laughs> <laughs> but they just had the, tons of social deduction games every night Mm -hmm. and people played them till who knows when yeah i think a lot of people like that um and i've watched since since going to gen con and i've been more curious about them i've watched a few youtube videos on like blood on the clock tower yeah looks amazing but of course the ones i watched everyone's into it yes you have to be into it it's kind of like a murder mystery night like Mm -hmm. at work we might do one there's talk of doing one and I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, you got to just be into it. And so, yes. like, if I go and I'm like, well, I'm dead, murdered. <laughs> like, I, I just don't know what to expect and I don't know how to play the game. So, right. Like, with Blood on the Clock Tower, you have to, you got to be in it to win it. Yes. And so, I don't know. I'm curious to play it. Like, I want to check it out and buy it. But, like, I don't, we don't have enough people to play it. You That's know? the thing. Like, like we social... would have to be like, okay. We're inviting eight people over mm-hmm. and we're playing this. That's the one gripe I have about social deduction games. And there's no way around it is that they usually require at least six people to be fun. Yes. Um, now, the exception is Veiled Fate. We found that. That's true. It's fun at four or five. Yeah. I mean, you and I play a social deduction game all the time. It's like, is he telling the truth? Oh, just in our life? Just, oh, okay. It, did he really do that? <sighs> Christian, I feel like you're honest all the time. <laughs> no, I, I. that's the one thing where it's like, I would love to play The Night of the Ninja and mm-hmm. like buy all these games, coup, um, but it's not worth it for me to buy it because we rarely have eight to ten people over. Yeah. Did you, I was also in my like deep dive to social deduction. There was also like... Um, there are some companies that would play this game during training, like social oh, deduction games during training. That's cool. And just to kind of get a vibe for who their employees were. And I don't yeah. know if it was like in the interview process or like early in training uh-huh. and just something like that. And I'm like, well, that's really weird and also interesting. It is. But like also sure. you're going to hire somebody who is just really good at lying <laughs> So, like, there's a weird... Well, some people say, like, you know, one time we played uh, One Night Werewolf, and someone said, like, you know, geez, Angela, I didn't realize how big of, how good of a liar you were. Right. And then I always just get, not a, not offended or anything, but just, like, I don't agree with that reasoning. Like, just no. because I'm lying in the game doesn't mean I'm... A liar no. in my life. No. So you just play the role that. No, I know, but like it does have that vibe though, where it's just like, man, playing another social deduction game. Can't trust Angela. <laughs> you know, like 
<laughs> I won a there. I won a lot of games at work at, in a string of like a year. Like every trivia, whatever games, like I was just winning them, and then by the end of the year, everyone's like, "Well, I'm not even gonna play because Christian wins." And there's that thing of like, "Why well, am I making it not fun for everyone else?" Or like, you're just playing. Listen, playing you're, to my t- you're talking. <laughs> you're talking to the person that you think plays too hard against our kids. That's true. I am all about making sure everyone has a good time. Yeah. So if I'm winning all the time, I'm having a good time. But then I see everyone else is like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, get better. Yes. I'm just kidding. Exactly. I don't think that. <laughs> that's that's me. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, we we just have uh, differing views on that. For sure. Well, let's wrap this up here. Social deduction. Let's put a bow on it. Conversation. What is your guys' favorite social deduction game? Is there one that we could check out that's a little next steps? Mm-hmm. We've played Werewolf. And we've played Mafia. And yes. Veiled Fate. So we haven't we haven't dived very deep into the world. Our group is pretty small, but we might have the opportunity in the next couple months to have bigger groups. Yes. So do we do we blood on the clock tower? Yeah. And just dive in at fourteen people and try to do this, or do we do smaller? What? Yeah. What do we do? Let us know. Um, send us a message. Hello at Married and Board, or hit us up on Instagrams. Our DMs are open. They're open for business. All right, Ange, let's uh, let's get out of here. Um, <laughs> you're, you're laughing. Let's get out of here. No, so let's end the show like we like to end the show um, and just kind of chat about what's bringing us joy. Yes. Outside of the board game world. Do you want to go first? Sure, why not? This is probably a better place for Ange what you're reading um, yeah, maybe. <laughs> so we'll move that in the future to this portion. This is what happens when Christian doesn't run things by me first. That's right. They so anyway, wherever. What's bringing what's bringing you joy? Um, I'm going to mention two foods. Foods, okay. And let me, can um, I guess them? Yes. Pomegranate juice and oatmeal. Surprisingly, those are not the two that I was going to say. Where did that come from? Those are the two random foods that just came into my mind, okay. and I knew they'd be the farthest thing from what you were going to say. <laughs> okay. My first one is the Netflix and Chilled Hey-o! Oh, wait. Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Now, I think I've said this before. I can't do dairy, mm-hmm. so I have the non-dairy version. Yeah, so that's dairy-free. The, that's the only one I can attest to, but I'm sure the full dairy version is is just as good. And break this flavor down for me because I don't okay. even know what's in it. Um, it is peanut butter like flavored it. ice cream. Okay, interesting. With, uh, it says pretzel swirl, but that... How I don't, is that possible? I don't know that that's a good like description. Think about it like really, really fine ground up pretzels in the peanut butter ice cream. So then pretzels is fine. It's them pretzels is super fine. <laughs> and then brownie chunks. That sounds really good. So it's got like salty sweet uh-huh. peanut butter. Yeah. That uh-huh. sounds actually really good. I'm going to try the regular one. Okay. No, you 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 need the full dairy. Yeah, for got sure. It. I'm not doing this dairy-free crap. <laughs> it's not crap. What is, is it oat milk? No. The second thing is. No, tra- sorry. Is the ice cream oat milk? Oh, uh, I think it's made with almond milk okay. or something. Okay, just curious. Yeah. Um, the second thing is the TikTok grinder sandwich. <laughs> okay. I saw, not, I'm not on TikTok. Guys, no. But I saw it on Pinterest. Okay. So um, I made it and it is so good. Yeah. You've had it? No, I've had it twice and they're awesome. It's yes. just a simple, if you get an Italian sub anywhere, I guess I, the equivalent might be the firehouse. If you have firehouse subs in your area, because those are hot mm, subs. Yep, it's this is, hot. You kind of broil it and mm-hmm. then put some lettuce coleslaw stuff on it. Yep. It's really good. Try it. It's got like tang, but then it's also got a little bit of sweet. Yeah, we're going to put links to the sh- in the show notes to the sub because oh it's gosh. really good. It's so good. And don't at me with the cheese. I do dairy-free cheese on it, okay? I put regular cheese on it and it's good. And our daughter does no cheese because she's afraid of cheese. That's right. It's scary. What, what is bringing you joy, Christian? Um, well, what's bringing me joy is I, 
Okay, so I don't play a lot of phone games. I would say none. I play none of phone games. None. I, I like the idea of phone games. I've downloaded hundreds. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this would be cool. And then I play it for probably 22 minutes. Not even. Sometimes like probably more like two minutes. And then I go, nope, this sucks. And I delete it. <laughs> but as you know, I've been playing this phone game. <laughs> yes. Way too much. What is the phone game, Chris? So it's called Marvel Snap. And it's bo- it's board game adjacent. Like that okay. maybe that's why. Okay. So it's it's a card game with Marvel characters. And it's kind of like I don't know if you remember um Smash Up. Yeah. Where the goal in Smash Up if I remember is to have the most power at like three locations or like at two I don't know. To win a location you have to have the most power there. I think that's Smash Up. It's been a really long time since I played that. But that sounds familiar. Um, And so, like, (laughs) it's just really fun. It's, I went through a lot to get this game because it's not available in the U.S. yet. (laughs) And I've had my eye on it for a while because it's Marvel and it's a card game. And I like Hearthstone. You play Hearthstone a couple times. Yeah. But then Hearthstone, if you just, people just buy everything. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. So I paid zero money for this game so far, and I'm having a really good time. Um, I had to like set my, create a whole nother like Apple ID to a foreign country where the beta is active for anyone. So is that considered lying in real life? Well, it's social deduction <laughs> in real life, and so like <laughs> I'm winning this game okay, for yeah. sure. Uh-huh. Like I said, I'm good at lying. Uh, in certain circumstances. Uh, and so I set it to that country, downloaded the game, set everything back to my normal stuff, and then I have access to the game. Okay. So it's kind of cheating. So if you're listening, second breakfast games, just ignore it. Uh, you're not really listening, but it's super fun. Um, what I like about it, so it's a card game, and the deck is only, I want to say, 12 cards. Okay. And there are six rounds in a game. Sometimes seven, and then it's done. Like, it's not the most, the longest you're playing one round is like three minutes. Okay. It's short. And you unlock cards as you get higher, and you make these cool little decks that synergize really well, and it's fun little characters. And yeah, I, I'm i looking at my phone right now. I'm like, oh, man, I have to do two more quests so that I can get the big cash and get more gold so that I can upgrade my cards and get more cards. So Let's today, go. today when your um, weekly screen time notification came on, oh yeah, what did it say? So I have the screen time set on my phone, <laughs> and it said your screen time is up one hundred and sixty three percent from last week. <laughs> <laughs> and then it said an average of whatever a day, and I was just like, yeah, that's probably right. It's because of the phone game. It's because of the phone game. So if you have any Marvel Snap questions, just hit me up. I'm not good at it, but I am enjoying the heck out of it. Really looking forward to when it comes to the U.S. I'm thinking about putting money into it. Angela Earmuffs, you didn't hear that. I don't mind. I don't mind. If it's bringing you joy, Christian. Hey, there's there's so much. I don't know. Phone games and me don't mix this one. Uh, it's the right recipe. You found your soulmate. That's right. And I don't know. I feel like it, uh, we're going to do an offshoot podcast on Marvel Snap, I guess. But uh, Oh, Okay. <laughs> There's so many cards. I only have 70 cards, and there's like 209 cards. Oh, my goodness. And it's going to take forever to get them all. And that kind of sucks a little bit. But I'm I'm playing, so You're whatever. in it. Let's go. Okay. Let's go. I love it. Awesome. Marvel Snap. <laughs> well, Christian's got to get back to Marvel Snap. That's right. So we got to wrap this up. Look, if you put Apocalypse, the X-Men, in your deck, he's really good. Okay. So I'm learning... So I'm going to keep that in mind for, yeah, when I, sure. for when I pick that up. <laughs> um, okay. They can reach us. You guys. They. All you all you guys listening. That's because you always ask me. Yeah, Tell Ange. The- here, we, should we, let's back this up. Beep, yeah. beep, beep, beep. Beep, beep, beep. Ange, how can everyone get a hold of us if they want to? Well, they can reach us by emailing hello at marriedandboard.com. You can go to our website and fill out the form filler. You, It's marriedandboard.com. You can go on Instagram, we're at Married and Bored, and you can slide into our DMs. (laughs) And we are also on Twitter, at Married Bored. That's right. So, 
Yeah, maybe we'll be on TikTok, Snapchat. Are we cool enough for that? No, Snapchat's dead. It's I mean, oh. it's not dead, but oh. I just use it for the funny faces. Okay. That's all I ever used it for. <laughs> but yeah, definitely uh, reach out to us. You know, chat with us. We're, we're always here. If you want, if you know what chicken apple sausage game means, let us know. I yeah. am serious about sending you the Marvel Champions pack. So just email us. Christian's su- feeling generous. Subject line, chicken apple sausage. What does it mean when we say that? Go. We hope to hear from you guys. We love you. We'll see you next episode. We love you. Yep. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Married and Bored podcast. And guess what? We have a website where you can listen to podcast episodes and so much more. Find us at marriedandbored.com or you can email us at hello at marriedandbored.com or follow us on Instagram at marriedandbored. Music in this episode is by Joseph McDade. See you next time.